0: Another episode of the Mighty <laughs> Beast podcast after multiple technical difficulties. We're back. And we are going to be breaking down the UFC 271 Adesanya versus Whitaker fight card. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but first, I want to ask Carlo,
1: how was your week? went good. Uh, last week, we talked about one of my fighters fighting for a title in Milpitas, and yes. he he won his fight. Won a five round decision. Dude. He fought so well. You congratulations. Know, against a really tough opponent. So um, and congratulations, to Matt Cox, uh, always showing out in these fights. And thank you to Coach Ray representing our team, Omega Martial Arts, but also repping his team, Grind Ambition, and helping us out in the corner, especially these last few weeks, holding a lot of the pads for Matt. It was a great win for the entire team. And you could probably hear it in my voice. I, I didn't think I, huh? yeah, I was screaming, you know, it wasn't even so much from trying to share my intensity with uh-huh. Matt, but I yeah. think it was more the enthusiasm. He was doing so many good things. Oh, that's I kind of found myself as a fan in the corner, you know, cheering him on, gassing him up. It, it was a good time and it was a good show. So congratulations to Anthony of eight limbs, fight pro and also Joe of Rhythm Rhythmic Catalyst for putting on a great show. Thank you, guys. It's barrier, Bay Area Muay Thai right there,
0: man. That's crazy. So how, how was the energy over there?
1: The energy was good. The event only started maybe, well, it was funny. The event started late because one of the, Ambulance drivers. There's supposed to always be an EMT in an ambulance at yeah. any of these events. Yeah, of One course. of the ambulance drivers had called in sick, so they were waiting what for a new fuck? ambulance. So, <laughs> so, so the what event got the delayed. Fuck? Yeah, the event got delayed by about maybe 45 minutes, which is kind of par for the course they for a lot of these guy. amateur events. God, <laughs> but they, it. but um, <laughs> other than that, everything went pretty smooth and it was cool again when you go to these events catching up with some faces some people that you haven't seen in a couple of years seeing how everyone's doing it was great energy all around from my point so how how was that 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 was my saturday
0: i want to see the what what did the oh the i saw it on your instagram but like did you get to carry it or did you get to hold it
1: or anything yeah you you carry it a little bit um it's pretty heavy. <laughs> I got to give it up heavier to Anthony. The heavier the better.
0: Fuck that, right? I
1: got to give it up to Anthony. It's like, this is a pretty weighty belt. And let me tell you how excited Matt was afterwards. You know, oh, you take dude. him to the back. You try to have him cool out, you know. He, he wouldn't it even, he wouldn't let me cut him out of his wraps. Oh. He was ready to go out because he had a lot of friends and family show up. So he wanted to go see them, say hi, thank them for supporting. People yeah. want take don't, pictures. Don't, people don't do people that want to so take pictures. people because
0: those fucking hand wraps fucking stink.
1: Well, you know, I said, "Hey, let me cut you." Oh, wait, where are you going? He's already out. I'll oh, go go say hi to everybody, bro. Don't you want to put a shirt on? No, he's already walking outside of the locker room without a shirt. And he pointed out to me, "It's like, look, I don't. I only have abs during these times, Ooh, during my weight true. cut and during fight day. These are the only times I have abs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna show them off. So go do what you do, champ. So." So we're excited for him. He's looking at possibly doing the United States Muay Thai Open in Arizona in April, maybe. But he's got a new job as well. So he wants to make sure it's cool. Um, He works for NASM now, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, which is whenever you go to like a big gym like Crunch Mm -hmm. and you find that so-and-so is a certified personal trainer a lot of times they're certified through NASM.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, he's going to be working on the sales side of that uh with their online uh, onboarding system. So it gets a little more complicated than that, so I'm just yeah, kind of, of sum- summarizing it. So, there's a lot of the good thing, he's also getting married this summer, so there's a lot of good things happening for Matt this good for him. This, Congrats, this year, Matt. so I'm I'm very happy for him. How about you? You do any like uh uh, training with the kids or so, skateboarding with the kids.
0: So I remember on uh, Wednesday I was supposed to go to jujitsu. Suppo- yeah. yeah. Main keyword supposed to go to jujitsu. I didn't. Oh, so what happened? I, I chickened out. Honestly, man. Like I was, I was too much in my head, and at the time, the cards were just in, they weren't in my favor at the time. I had some stuff that was due, and I was like, would I rather train or would I rather make money? So uh. I picked money over the training. Well, um,
1: do you have a family? Why
0: not? Yeah. And then uh, uh, Saturday we went to uh, Stockton to a friend's house. And, you know, I've been talking about this a lot and I've been trying to see if I can get out the Bay Area and um, a couple of friends of mine, they have some land, have like five acres of land and she's married to, a, you know, a, a Caucasian guy. So, you know, it, he has a lot of toys, a lot of Caucasian toys, like tractors and uh, <laughs> and quads and stuff. I want that life. <laughs> You want that? I kind of okay. want it, man. Like, okay. he has five acres, right? He let me rip in this little Polaris turbo thing, this little four-wheeler that I put yeah. my kids in there. Very dangerous, dangerous. by the way. Don't put your kids in there. <laughs> I did anyway. I was doing donuts.
1: Anyway. Well, at least they were sitting in the seats. You didn't yeah, put yeah, them yeah. on the handlebars, right? No, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of want that, right? So we've been looking. Um, but ended up going to jujitsu on Monday, Oh, there you go. Okay, how it go? It went really well. I I had a, a knee injury for the longest time, and I would just been really scared to to test it. And I I tested it, you know, tapped out a black belt. I'm not gonna mention your name. You already know who you are. <laughs> He's tapped me so many times, but I had to tell my wife. I was like, man, I you know I tapped so and so today. You it told just, your wife, and your wife's like, oh my god, you're so hot. Anytime, to me right now. anytime I tap uh, a, a belt equivalent or higher. To, to mind, that dude, I, I got to tell her because it's, it's, you know, I can't tell my friends. That's kind of a dick move. But you can tell your wife. Of you course. can tell your, so wife tell your wife because, you know, you, you get more everything. you get more out of it. <laughs> well, my right, well, so my friends won't, won't you, touch me. You,
1: um, how'd you feel? Like, you felt like your body bounced back okay? You like know, I was telling Travis,
0: anything? I was telling Travis, shout out to Travis, that um, w- when I walked in, I was just like, man, I'm probably going to die today. And he goes, well, just take it easy. So, uh, I, I made sure to go with one of my Usual uh, training partners that I I train with a lot over there. And I told Mm -hmm. them, I was like, look, I've been out for a while. And even though I said that, we still kind of went as if nothing happened. And
1: I just felt like no time was lost. Like, no time was lost, okay.
0: Just being in the gym, you know, the intensity came back. And then I was going, I was was probably going like 80, 90% the entire, uh, you know, just the free roll um, mode. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. you know, I got caught in some stupid stuff, but nothing that'll to put my head down on. But it was, it was great, man. I just haven't felt like that in in the past, like almost two months. So, great feeling. Great to be back. I'll be there tonight again, and can't wait to chat more because I know you're gonna have jiu-jitsu today, and you know that's something we haven't really connected on yet. As far future as, episode, like, yeah, I future think, episodes. Yeah, I've, I've... We're both in back into the jujitsu, and it'll be great to talk about some of the stuff that we're both learning.
1: Dude, I'm happy you went back and I'm happy your, your experience Thank was you, like, it was good. It was, you know, cause the nightmare would be, Oh, I went back. I've been gone for two months. And then my ankle popped. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> well,
0: to tell you the truth, the, the guy that popped my knee, he, he uh, we went together and then I was just, you know, I tapped early. I was, I'm not really trying, I'm not interested in getting injured again. So. Right. No more, no more uh, pride and, no more bullshit. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to see longevity. Sean
1: at ADCC anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, Carlos not going into like no uh, Polaris Jiu-Jitsu yeah, anytime hey, soon. I'm mean, yeah. I'm tapping early too. <laughs> we're just bettering our bodies. That's all. There you go. Bettering our bodies, our minds, and our lives. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, there was an event this past weekend, uh, UFC Fight Night 200, Hermanson versus Strickland. What did you think of the uh, the the main event? You know, uh, I'll just give you one of my big points was when I heard the scorecards. One of the freaking judges, I think the the scorecard was kind of ridiculous. I think they gave it was like they gave it to Hermanson. I think it was maybe like forty. Gosh, I don't like know four rounds
1: are. to one or something like that. No,
0: they. I think they just had him up, maybe like two rounds to. You know, two rounds to the three or so. I fucking don't know. It's or three rounds to the fuck. I don't know. But it was it was kind of
1: ridiculous. And yeah, you know, it it was domination. Yeah, it goes to like sometimes where these judges are sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they see, but also, again, certain judges will probably have things that they're they favor.
0: Oh, meaning and, like
1: they, they have a preconceived
0: notion of what they want to see?
1: Yeah. Like, oh, uh okay. And, and, you know, this is, again, you know, again, MMA is a young sport, so now it's running into a lot of the same problems that boxing has had to deal with for the last century when it comes to judges oh. and the things that – the techniques they like, the things they like to see. What other fights have they judged? How have they judged those fights? It's kind of hard, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. – I don't think a lot of these athletic commissions necessarily dig into a very deep pool of talent when they get a lot of these judges for these events. Now, this was in Las Vegas, so you would think they would know better. Yeah. But other than that scorecard, I will say I didn't see anything too egregious that night in terms of the judging and its scores. Yeah. But what did you think of the fight? Would you? What was your take on on strickland's performance
0: if i if i because i smoked a lot of pot over the weekend but
1: if i remember which is the best <laughs> way to watch fights by the way everybody <laughs> you need to do that yeah
0: if i remember correctly i think i even said that um hermanson was going to try to shoot 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 and it just was you did last
1: last week you did point that out you, you said it was going to yeah. probably come down to a difference in styles i felt like i felt like he tried to
0: shoot maybe three times in that First and second round that it just wasn't working. And overall, I think Strickland was a little reserved. And I think that he had a little bit more on his plate this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh just mm-hmm. being one being the main event, two, he's a contender. If he loses this fight, because Hermanson's no no joke. I mean, if, if he yes. were to get taken down and if he was to get into a grappling exchange, who knows what would have happened. And um Hermanson uh, I mean, hopefully he had a A, B, and C game plan, but it just didn't really show at this point. And the fight, I was I was expecting him to talk a little bit more shit, you know, Strickland, but he kept it calm, and I
1: think he knew what was at stake at this point. Right, he saved a lot of the shit talk mostly towards the end, yeah. which was kind of par for the course, is what he he did in previous uh, performances, especially when he feels like he's winning.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think yeah. Strickland had a good idea of where the fight was, how it was being scored, and I think paced his performance based on that. Very professional. I think it was a very professional showing by Strickland in Agreed. terms of what his performance was. Yeah. Especially if you're someone looking to be considered for title contention. Yeah. I think he understood what the long game was. Yeah. So congratulations to Strickland.
0: Uh with this win, does this Put him in line because I know that Kenanier and um what's the other guy? Kenanier and Brunson are fighting in the next couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's right. That's and then right. Izzy's fighting over the weekend. So mm-hmm. would it would it have been like, hey, you know, Hermanson's a beast. If you would have finished him, there's a chance that you could fight for the title.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said for that, right? Yeah, about how you win and whether it gives you the clout to demand certain things so he won clearly to me yeah but he's going to be in the conversation but he doesn't get to jump the line no that's the Um, way i think
0: not over any of the other matchups no
1: yeah yeah so but i mean it was a good performance i kind of and it and again you know credit to you sean it 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 unfolded the way you kind of saw that's like okay
0: that's like one out of forever
1: Oh man, you should you should you should watch you. all these fights on weed. <laughs> it gives you a perception, you know. Yeah, for sure. Remember, you know, you know the, that old saying when you were a kid. I don't know if you heard this, but um, something where when you're trying to figure something out, or when you're trying to watch something. Do it two times. Do it once sober. Do it once drunk, and then like Never heard that, that way you get that way you get to see it from all angles. I guess maybe you should add like a third dimension to it, right? Going to have sober, yeah. drunk, high, shrooms. Attack <laughs> the problem from <laughs> shrooms. Ain't four ain't four that. ways. Attack the problem from all different directions. Yeah. Then you get to see it from all the angles. Yeah. <laughs> what about that co-main? What do you think about that? You know, I, I I have to admit because I was busy all Saturday on because of the fight event yeah i didn't get to catch the co-main i was only able to catch a couple of other the fights on the card but Mm -hmm. you tell me like who was the co-main event was that um that was a diaz protege uh nick maxima it it was a good
0: showing by him especially being a co-main and he's you know he was literally he's pretty much a rookie coming right coming into ufc and uh, did he, he fight
1: a, the way you thought he was going to fight, having trained with the Diaz brothers? You
0: know, I haven't seen enough of him to, to to make that judgment. He he was he's one thing that I did see, which was amazing, was he stuck to the game plan, kept going for the takedown, regardless of the fact that he was getting caught coming in. Uh, first round, it was getting really scary because he was, you know, Soriano has a lot of power, and he was just he was touching him, but uh, Nick couldn't get the takedown but when he did because he he had kind of like a record at this point i think he was at like 11 or 12 takedowns in, in the entire fight but uh he stuck with it and that that shows that shows his 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 ring uh his ring know, cage knowledge or or his head is in the right space but did you see <laughs> did you see that rock Rakhmanov fight though
1: no, no. The only other two fights I saw, and um, and we could jump on those yeah, if go. you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, Erosa versus Peterson. Ooh. Like, wow! Dude. That was a banger! Like, man!
0: How about that like- Superman tattoo, though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if you were a high-level MMA fighter, you're required <laughs> to have at least one tattoo and... Extra points if it it refers to an anime character <laughs> or a comic book character. Um, but, man, those two were going for Dude. it. I got to give them a lot of credit. But there's another question that this fight kind of, kind of uh, brought up for me. What's up? And it's brought up for me for a lot of other fights where there were bangers. And let me get, get your opinion. When's the last time you saw an MMA fighter in the big shows, whether it be UFC, Bellator, one championship, where you thought, wow, that fighter is a great counter-striker. Like, amazing counter strike." Like, do you know what I mean? Because these fights, like, that with Erosa and Peterson had are so entertaining, but they take years off your life. And they're, let me tell you, they're clean. Like, a couple of wild things, but both of these guys are very technical and strong. But, one of the things that Kind of came up to me watching it was wow like not a lot of defense and not a lot of like counterings countering and blocking cleanly and clean counters like where do you find that in modern MMA right now Sean who do you who do you see that's that can you can say like that guy is like the the Floyd Mayweather of MMA you know what I'm talking about yeah,
0: I I agree and if you notice Julian Arosa. He was walking in with his hands down pretty much most of the time. Maybe that was
1: part of the, the strategy. Yeah, that's a big MMA thing too, right? Yeah, because yeah. Because you, you're, you're ready for the shot. You're ready for the grappling.
0: Yeah, and like you were saying, there was a ton of counters, which, I mean, made it for, I mean, did you see Peterson's face? Like, he was starting yeah. to wear it after a while, and uh, and it was due to Julian's counters, and there was a, a lot of step backs, a lot of
1: sidesteps. Um, Yeah. But what I mean is like, but with either of these fighters, there's a lot of movement, but there wasn't like clean counterfighting by either of them. You know what I mean? So like when you think about like Anderson Silva in his prime, right? The kind of the untouchable feeling, the use of the athleticism, the silky smooth delivery, you know, there's nobody else like that. I don't think there's been anybody like that in MMA for the past five years. And so so that's kind of my point like you watch Arosa and Peterson go at it and you're you like the offense yeah. but where's the defense? I guess is what I'm saying. Like where's the defense? Like where's the protecting your brain and protecting <laughs> your face and not taking damage to the legs? Where where is that in modern MMA? It's, and you know what I mean? Yeah. As as entertaining as Arosa and Peterson have been is that where the next evolution of striking in MMA has to go? Like learning how to do counters while contending also with the possibility of takedowns and grappling. Yeah. I guess that's what makes it hard, right? I guess that makes it hard to be a, a counter striker in MMA is that you can't just set your feet in a certain po- position and, and just get slightly off a center line because you have to worry about, okay, here comes also a leg kick. Here comes yeah. them going into a standing grappling situation. Is that what's going on? You think?
0: I think so. And okay. it doesn't help how this guy ended up having a hundred thousand dollar bonus because Peterson missed weight.
1: Oh, I, oh, that's right. He how did, much did yeah. he miss weight by? It was a lot, right? It was a lot. It wasn't by. Yeah, it wasn't like, man.
0: <laughs> and dude, it and he put. So in on other words, the right person
1: won. <laughs>
0: yeah, the right person won, and I think there was. Uh, oh, there was also an interview afterwards where he was like, "Man, we getting into brawls like that is not." way to make money and it's true like look like when yeah. you were saying that I don't think that's the healthy way to bring your star up but it I guess it's one of those things where you gotta have at least one right to beat because dude people are gonna remember him after
1: this. people are talking about it yeah, yeah I'm talking about it like I didn't know I don't was
0: I remember his <laughs> the only reason why I remember his past fights now is because I saw that fight and I was like, "Dude, I remember this guy." Let me look at his past. You know, like I, I was just like, "Man, this guy's a fucking—he's a horse, dude." Keeps throwing. Oh, I—I I wanted to bring up one more fight from this. Yeah, part. yeah. Uh, f- congratulations to Alexis Davis, by the way. Um, God, it was that one where the the guy's arm broke. Did you see that
1: one? Oh, I saw the highlights. I it. saw the highlight too, but that it. one. I missed it. So the guy,
0: you know, we're gonna we're gonna just talk real briefly about this. But so the man, the guy gets caught up in the armbar. He says he snapped it during the armbar. The guy putting the armbar on the guy. Anyway, so he says he snapped it, and then as soon as he went for a hard wizard or like a kind of like a like a super hard wizard, that's when uh, he he pretty much. Put all the weight on top of it, then it collapsed. And, oh, and that's when the arm snapped? Yeah, he said it was already wizard? snapped. It was already snapped. Oh, really? Off of the okay. arm bar attempt. And then uh, as soon as he put weight on it, that's when it kind of dislocated. It
1: looked fucking nasty. Yeah, I saw the highlight footage. The, I was like, jeez, yeah. what did I miss? Um. Oh, and, that, and I heard also that
0: that fighter in particular that broke his arm... Just came back from a really long fucking injury layoff, and it's it sucks to uh, f- to have like a black cloud,
1: and then yeah. And yeah, so that injury cloud. That's sorry, we don't remember here. your name, but damn, dude. Hope you get. Let me sh- let me shout out one more fight on that yeah, card. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, TreShaun Gore versus Brian Battle, Ooh. and that was kind of a banger too. Um, but I going to say this. There was a lot of emotion this. in there too. Yes, I'll I'll just say this. The one thing, okay, that was a good banger. Alright? Congratulations to Brian Battle mm-hmm. for pulling out the decision. Uh, Battle, get yourself a new mouthpiece, please. Okay? <laughs> it's like happening. two separate times at least yeah. where his mouthpiece fell out in that fight.
0: Dude, even in guys, if
1: fights. you're a professional, guys, if you're a professional fighter, get a molded and fitted piece. It's not that expensive yeah. these days. Okay? If you talked to me eight years ago, yes, I understand. It could go into the thousands now they could send send you a kit at home you fit it yourself you send the mold in they send it back to you that shit never falls out unless you reach in there and pull it out okay get yourself a fitted mouthpiece it you it will help with your performance and it just looks bad when your mouthpiece falls out it just looks like you're looking for a break or that you someone went to uh what is it? Uh, someone just went to the sports <laughs> basement and bought something off the rack. A shock doctor off the rack. Okay. You don't want to be that. Don't, yeah, be that you guy. don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Get a real mouthpiece battle. Okay. You have a great name. Brian Battle. I know. Get a mouthpiece worthy of the name. You just put battle on there, dude. <laughs>
0: See? You can even the go. marketing's to, already set. <laughs> you can even go to your dentist and you can inquire with your dentist. It's a yes. little bit more money, but I inquired yes. a long time ago.
1: So did but, I, yes.
0: But they can do it for you, too. So fuck off, guys.
1: If a couple of hobbyists like me and Sean can get a fitted, molded mouthpiece, you pro fighters, and even you amateur fighters, go out there and get a real mouthpiece, please.
0: You guys get all this meal prep, dude. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker 2 is happening this Saturday in Houston, Texas.
1: This is a big one.
0: It's a big one. Adesanya and Whitaker uh, headlining it. Lewis, Derek Lewis, and Taitu Avasa co co headlining it. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, this. I think this entire main card should. It's got, it's got it's some got good repercussions,
1: fights. and it's got some repercussions, like yeah. you pointed out. Derek Brunson and Jared. Yeah, I didn't uh, know they were fighting. <laughs> I hell didn't know that they were fighting that same yeah, I, card. I thought it was like in a few weeks. I mean, that's. I mean, it's, it, I think it's a great. You, it's smart, right? Because you need another fight like that on the under, not the undercard, but it's part of the main card, just in case something happens in either the the main or the co-main, right? Yeah, You push up a high-profile thing up, you know? And it's also setting up for the next title defense. So Yes,
0: yes. So let's go through the main event. A lot to unfold here, because we did see a lot during the first fight, and I watched the first fight. I mean, it wasn't that long to watch, um, but it really did look like Robert Whitaker came in a little bit emotional uh, mm-hmm. from being on a layoff. And man, I, if I remember correctly, he had a pretty bad layoff. Uh, I think there was like an injury, then he ended up yeah, being I, sick, and then something. I believe
1: it was a knee injury. Yeah. He was coming back from a knee injury, if I remember correctly.
0: And I watched the countdown the other day, and I'm, I've been watching the embedded and stuff, and looks like robert whitaker is kind of like the manny pacquiao of australia
1: (laughs) the guys he's a beast that place right oh
0: yeah like in australia it's it's about rugby soccer and mma like they don't give a shit about basketball over here
1: (laughs) (laughs) too bad because they got some good ball players they do they actually get some good uh a great muay thai fighting scene out of australia as well you know they're relatively i mean closer to north america but they're they're close to the yeah. to Thailand, the motherland. Combat sports so, is much bigger out there for sure. It's great. It's great. And uh I think that first fight, not only coming off, you're right. He had some juice going that first fight. I think yeah. a lot of it had to do also facing Israel. You're facing kind of the chosen one. Yeah. Right? Don't you think like when Adesanya came into the OC they were kind of ready to kind of roll out the red carpet for him. He had the style. He had some of the, the on-mic charisma that they want from their big stars. Yeah. I think Whitaker was feeling a little bit of the heat going into that. So I want to see what he does. Is he dealing it with that pressure differently in this fight?
0: I'm sure there's a... Do you think there's lower less pressure on him this time? I mean, it looked like he was fairly calm uh during some of his interviews and Mm. it's i don't know if that's a good thing i saw that on the countdown he opened up this really big massive like gracie sponsored gym and dude i mean if we could have something like that out here who knows how much that would cost but it looks like maybe he might be taking a different approach hopefully he's not like hey i saw jan take uh, Izzy down and hold him down. I hope he's not thinking that that's the blueprint because I do know that Izzy has gotten a lot more well rounded. Um, Plus, he's got, Jan's
1: a lot bigger too. Oh yeah,
0: he's Jan. I think that night was like two hundred forty pounds. Um, Izzy is one of those guys that has evolved with the sport. I mean, they him coming from Glory kickboxing. There's not a lot of people that can. Be in glory and go and trans, you know, like kind of just easy transition. Yeah, transition to MMA. He's done it. He's had five round fights. He's he's had short fights. So he's just he just has the better resume at this point and 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 more experience. And I'm gonna say that Izzy, I say they go to a decision. I don't think it's gonna be a, a finish at this point. We'll see if Robert, I think so too. Yeah. yeah we'll, I, we'll see I if Robert so can too. even get close to him. Like he can't clinch with him. So I'm thinking that he's gonna probably clinch and maybe shoot. Because there's no way he's gonna shoot from far. He's too, you know, he's too small compared to Izzy. And I think Izzy's takedown defense throughout the years. I mean, he's fought freaking Yoel Romero, but so is Whitaker. It's I think it's it's gonna be a unanimous decision and it's know it won't be very decisive it's just going to be a clinic for him
1: you know we're talking about israel and before i was lamenting during the erosa peterson mm-hmm. fight who yeah. who are the great counter fighters in modern mma and i don't know why i completely forgot about israel yeah, yeah. Same here. <laughs> i don't know why i completely forgot about him it might maybe you know the recency bias because he hasn't fought recently yeah. and i haven't seen him uh but i think one of the Issues going here is that because Israel is so technically correct, maybe Robert's path to victory is being is being unorthodox with his approach. So use that funky rhythm, Mm -hmm. kind of come in at weird angles. The problem with that is that in a five-round fight, that type of approach is very taxing on your cardio. You know, and it's not like these guys are light guys, they're fighting at 185. So when they step into the cage they're probably closer to 200 pounds yeah so that's a lot of weight to bounce around with okay so Israel champ I forgot to mention your name when it came to modern great uh, counter Counter fighters fighters in MMA but you know one of the reasons why maybe his name didn't come up is because there's not a lot of people that go in there and try to really brawl with Israel too much because they are aware of how Mm -hmm. sharp his striking is Mm -hmm. so maybe he doesn't get to highlight highlight how great his counter striking is. So maybe that's why it's it went over my head just now. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Israel for a five rounder. I don't think it's gonna be um high volume. Mm. I don't think it's gonna be high pace because again, Whitaker got hurt in their previous fight. Yeah. And so he I knows. think he's gonna respect that. Yeah. But he knows he's got to go in there and fight the champ. So something's gonna happen, but I just think Israel's timing is such that he's just gonna get it just a little bit more than Robert here. Robert's gonna have a great showing, I think, but Israel's gonna get the decision, I believe.
0: What's it gonna take for him to score? I know that he's. Uh, I know that Whitaker's really good with his in and out movement.
1: And I think I think the grappling, like what you said before, like yeah. I think he just has to make it sloppy. You think? make it sloppy, make it dirty, grind him up a little bit and see what Israel like is like in that kind of position. Yeah. You know, when, the, I mean, yes, when Israel fought Yan. yes, Yan is bigger, but one of the things that Yan brought was number one, a little bit, the awkward rhythm on the feet. Yeah. And number two, when they did grapple and, and get into those exchanges, the, I don't think Israel was very comfortable there. No,
0: no. And he couldn't get out. Like, he couldn't get up. Yeah. Like,
1: he couldn't now, even- Now, Yan is bigger. Yeah. I, again, I I'll I will keep saying that in, because size does matter in these situations. Uh, so we'll see, though, whether Robert is willing to pay the entrance fee to get into <laughs> well grappling put. exchanges. Well Do you know understand what I'm saying? Very well. So there's a, there's, some, there's a price to pay when you're going into- <laughs> The realm of a striker, and you're trying to grab them, and you don't quite get them, it, and it hurts. Yeah. It hurts, especially if it's Israel you, <laughs> Yeah, you also have to worry about
0: when you do get in close. You know, the guy is pretty good with his elbows and his knees. So
1: yeah, it, it means no strain. The guy's a mixed yeah. martial artist, so yeah.
0: Um. So unanimous decision five for the both of us. I'm writing this down because yeah, I see that. So. I'm excited for that fight.
1: Yeah, and, because even though it's not going to be, yeah. I don't think it's going to be high action. But I think watching it, there's going to be a lot of tension oh, yeah. as a viewer because I'm excited to see how the fight goes minute to minute. Yeah, like how's what's Whitaker going to do? How's what's Israel going to counter with? What's how's Whitaker going to counter that? It's, it's going to be a, a fun chess match.
0: I think Izzy now has almost that polarizing feeling where. He, if you notice, most of the most of the fight cards, especially the pay per views they've had to stack the card with two championship fights. And if mm. you notice, anytime it's like Izzy or Connor or or when, while he was champion, they never really had to do that. But right, right, they did stack it with a heavyweight fight. And Derek Lewis and Taito yeah. Vasa is <laughs> probably it's it's almost like. You know, when you create a character based on one of the characters in the video game, it's almost like Derek Lewis is the Samoan version of No, wait, let's let me reverse that. Well, tai is Lewis. The Samoan version <laughs> yeah. <of Derek> Lewis. <laughs> I had my dyslexic moment, right? Here.
1: No, no, I think you had it right. I think you, you <laughs> wanted to say Derek Lewis is the Samoan version of Tai Tuivasa. I think that's exactly what you meant. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'll say that. Then I'll say it. Derek Lewis is the Samoan Tuivasa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the guy, right? Derek Lewis has the most knockouts, and heavyweight. I think in
1: UFC history. I think he tops everyone. It's crazy. It drives me crazy, too. Because I could think of, at the top of my head, three or four fights that he, if there was any justice (laughs) in the MMA world, he should have lost. Yeah. He should have lost. He
0: should have lost lost that Volkov fight, honestly. Oh, my
1: God. He should have lost. Okay, the other names escape me. But there have been a number of times where I'm like, like this guy, all he has are his hands, yeah. and it's enough. It's enough <laughs> in MMA to get him out of hey man, trouble Lambo, and, to, okay? and to raise the you know it good for him? What do I know about <laughs> MMA? I'm just I'm just watching it over here, just like two nuclear warheads he has <laughs> in his hands. it's 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 nuts. it's nuts. But he's I mean yeah. but I mean Titu Avassa's got some equalizers too, yeah, and that's what makes this kind of interesting, doesn't it? Well, if you look at the,
0: the, the opponents and the experience, I mean they have they they both have a ton of fights. I mean, Taito Avassa has seventeen fights. That's huge, yeah. especially in the heavyweight division. Derek yeah. Lewis has over thirty. Actually, gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's at thirty four fights. He's
0: got over thirty fights and he, he's fought for the title. He's fought mm-hmm. five rounds. This is a three-rounder for him. I mean, does the with a win, because Derek Lewis is ranked, and Tai Tuivasa is, I think he's ranked 11.
1: What does this do for each fighter with a win? I think there's more to gain for Tuivasa, obviously. For sure. Just from that number. If you notch, if Derek Lewis becomes a notch on your belt... You know now, the endorsement starts coming in a little bit, especially you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Now does he get does he get to jump the line? Not necessarily, no. but now Derek Lewis has to do a little bit of soul searching if he loses, especially if the style of losing is going to matter too. Mm. Because what's the knock on Derek Lewis? Gets grappling, yeah, it uh, gets higher yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. grappling, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. That's obviously not what the UFC had in mind when they matched this up. (laughs) What what the UFC had in mind is they were hoping for a a thermonuclear explosion to happen in the cage, okay, with this fight. For sure, But I'm going to go with Derek Lewis just because every time in the past that I've picked against him, he's proven me wrong, and he's proven me wrong in the worst way. He'll start losing, he's losing, he's losing. Boom, here comes the right hand. The other guy gets starched. So I'm going to say Derek Lewis, second round knockout. Second round <laughs> knockout. God, even man, though you're, you're
0: freaking... That's, that is such a good prediction.
1: Even though I'm kind of hoping for Tuivasa, just because new blood. He's an exciting fighter as well. I think it's going to be a good fight, though. I think it's going to be a good fight.
0: Just for sport, I'm going to go with Tuivasa, because my heart is with Tuivasa, and He's a fun fighter to watch. He is, man. And, like, he's a motherfucker, too, man. Like, he, like, I think there was something on... Whose mother of,
1: did he fuck? I know. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. He, he, there was this remark he said on one of the, um, the embeds. <laughs> he was talking about, his, I don't know, he said something about his dick, but it was amazing. They didn't censor it, which was funny. They they censored when, when he said shit or fuck or something like that, but they didn't say, they didn't censor when he was anything, talking about any his dick. Any mention
1: of the penis, <laughs> the penis has to be mentioned. So, I'm going to go with, uh... Ty, I say first well, round. Well, him and Lewis have something in common then. You know, Lewis famously talks about his hot balls yeah. and whatnot. Um, you know, looking at this fight, you know, you have two knockout artists. One of the fears that you have as a fan, and I guess your fear as a promoter if you're the UFC, is oh if they respect each other too much yeah. and nothing happens for three rounds— but my feeling is because there's something there's going to be things at stake here, uh, in terms of a good showing. I think the action's probably going to be pushed by Tuivasa because mm-hmm. he has a lot to to gain here, mm-hmm. and Derek might be a little bit passive, maybe because there's a lot to possibly lose. Yeah. But we've seen in the past that when you go in recklessly against Derek Lewis. That's when the ambulance comes to get you. <laughs> I've, that's that's how I feel it's going to go. I I don't think there are going to be any techniques <laughs> left out on the table here. Okay,
0: let me let me ask you this: Who lands the most punches by the end? Whether it's <laughs> first or second round, Tuivasa. Okay.
1: I, I have your Tuivasa is going to land the most punches, but it's Derek Lewis doesn't need he doesn't fifty need punches. That many. that's 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 what drives me crazy that's what drives me crazy about this guy it's like oh my god (laughs) yeah it breaks it breaks rules you know Derek lewis is his style and his success is breaks rules hey i'm here for it i'm here for it uh
0: coming up on the card there are a bunch of other fights there's Derek brunson and jared cannonier that's going to be a very important part in the uh Next chapter of Israel Adesanya's fighting mm-hmm. career because most likely whoever wins that fight um gets the next title shot. A lot of experience in both of these guys, right? Uh, they've fought pretty much the who's who. Um, Derek has already fought Israel Adesanya, and you, we all know what happened there, but I don't that think was he was blind. But that, that wasn't was Blond Derek Brunson, was it, Blond Derek? I,
1: I don't think so okay. either. That was such an impressive performance by Israel in that fight. Oh
0: yeah, that was Darigan. that was also one of his first big names.
1: Yeah, and He handled it really well. Yeah. So, uh, and Jared has uh, remind me that has Jared fought either Whitaker or Israel before? or he, No,
0: I believe he fought Whitaker. Let's fucking find
1: out. All right. So I'm my MMA history is a he little. He fought Whitaker.
0: He, okay, he, he lost a decision to him. His latest fight was a decision went over Kelvin Gastelum. He fought Hermanson, Anderson Silva, David Branch. The who's yeah. who, he even fought Jan Blakovich. God damn, yeah, it. Glover Teixeira. So he's fought a lot of you know, he's a vet. And remember, he was one of the guys that fought at multiple weight classes, yeah. So his experience level is up, up the hill. How do you see this unfolding? I feel like. If Derek Brunson is Blonde Brunson, that's the, that's the first thing. I mean, he's kind of super on a super He's on a five-fight winning streak uh, away from Israel's loss. I mean, he he pretty much like he shut down uh, Edmund Shabazian when when he was coming up. He 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 shut up Kevin Holland. Uh, he submitted Darren Till. So I feel like. The way I see, it, I think Derek Brunson's probably going to edge it out. I think maybe I'd say decision. I say Derek Brunson
1: wins a maybe even a split decision over Jared. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to agree with you with a decision there. Yeah. Um, nothing against Jared, but I think with Derek's willingness to turn certain fights into a grappling exchange. Oh, that's a. He's going to have a little bit more of a well-rounded approach.
0: I feel. I mean,
1: I I totally agree. It, it's it's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough.
0: And you know how we were just talking about what's at stake, and who knows if these guys might even keep it safe, or no one's going to grapple, or yeah, it's just it. They might trust in their hands a little too much, and then it's just going to. It might even be boring. They might even have to be like hey, whoever wins this fight has to fight freaking Sean Strickland, <laughs> you
1: know? like. <laughs> or yeah. like like you're saying, if, if, if they know maybe a possible title fight's at stake, maybe they might be too safe. Yeah. Right? Is yeah, that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. Like they're kind of just feeling each other out yeah. for too long. Oh, And okay. it's only a three-round fight. Well, th- I think we know the business that even if you're at the top of the rankings, if you have a boring fight, there's no way really they're going to put you in a title fight. Yeah. They do not like awarding boring fighters, yes. which is unfair because there's boring, and then there's hey, you know, I'm gonna think my way through this. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. what I have to do. Isn't that the name of the game? Yeah. You know, so I I don't necessarily agree with that approach of like we only yeah. want exciting fighters. Or but yeah, I understand it's not but. my money at stake. Exactly. I'm not yeah, I'm not the promoter, so they can do what they want.
0: Or this turns out to be a fucking banger. Like, they just go for
1: it, and then... Like, they know the clock's ticking, and this yeah. is my chance, so... <laughs>
0: the chances of that, probably. Not because a, when, when will I
1: ever get another shot at the Dude, top, right? Both are so
0: dangerous, though. Dude, Jared Cannonier yeah. has a ton of power. You don't yeah. Get, you like, don't want to get slept by that
1: guy. Like, if, if if Jared touches him and it's over, I wouldn't be too surprised with that either. Yeah.
0: Other fights on the card. Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Hmm. Yeah, Bobby Green versus Nazareth Haparast. I like that I'm going fight. Bobby Green. He's got Bobby a big, Green too, man.
1: big experience difference right there. Big experience difference there.
0: Other, uh, other notable fights. Roxanne Mataferi. She's retiring.
1: Good for her. You know, yeah, she's dude. one of those workers. Pioneer, dude. She's yeah, pioneer. She's, and she's one of those workers. You know what I mean? When yeah. you watch her fight, she you can just tell, like, this woman like lives in the gym and she's working on things and she just grinds it out. I mean, good for her, man. I'm
0: happy for her. dude. She was one of the first women I've ever seen fight back in, gosh, I think was it tough enough or one of those like old school back when, when women's MMA wasn't even like anything. She was right Right on the fringes. She represented Vegas, like she represented like syndicate. Or an old training partner of mine trained with her, and gosh, like he has nothing but crazy things to say about how good her grappling is. Casey O'Neill, she's a dime piece, so I <laughs> gotta, think, have,
1: gotta have one of those on yeah. the card.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Casey O'Neill just on on dime piece. Level. I'm gonna go
1: with Rock Come yeah. on, Roxy, let's yeah. go.
0: I hope she does hold it,
1: hold it down for the old school Roxy. Uh, hey, how about Andre Orlovsky's on that yeah, car, right? What a gangster, man. Dude, I, I'm rooting for that, dude. 52 fights in the yeah. damn game. Let's go, Andre. Do it for us old guys, Andre. We Let's need, go. You
0: know what we need? We need juicy Andre back. We need the juiced up Andre. Juiced back.
1: up, juiced up Andre.
0: After this, go to Bare Knuckle, bro. You'll be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or go to PFL or something. You can go to any other league. <laughs> You'll be good. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. Matt Schnell, he was training out in CSA over here for a little bit. Um, oh,
1: that's right. I saw some of those posts yeah, a while yeah.
0: ago. Yeah. Um, Alex Perez, he was a, f- you know, former title contender. He lost pretty quick to Figueroa <laughs> to- <laughs> via guillotine. I mean, so I'm gonna go with Schnell just because a lot he's of people do. <laughs> uh, other than that, who else we got here? Alexander Hernandez against Renato Moicano on the early prelims. Why did they put him all the way down there? That's kind of that's a good question. Like he had a, a good, good showing last. Uh, he, he knocked some guy out last fight.
1: You know, we're getting close to fight time. I'm willing to bet if something falls Fals off, yeah, yeah. everything pushes up. Something COVID you need really to have really. something there. And that's on the prelim. Who you got on that? In- Alex Hernandez
0: against Renato Moicano. I mean, I'm going
1: to go with Moicano. Um, just a little bit more juice. That's steroids. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, mind. I just you. feel like the momentum's going there. <laughs> mind you,
0: this is at 55, and I know that I know that Moicano. I remember he fought Aldo a while back. So yeah. Okay. Up, so he's he's up in weight class. I feel like Hernandez that is the bigger guy. Yeah, it is. And I re- if I re- also remember correctly, that might correctly, change my
1: that might change my mind. I
0: think Hernandez e- maybe even fought at welterweight some at some point. No,
1: maybe not. Because I'm looking
0: at his fights, he fought. But you know, I'm g-
1: I'm gonna stay with it. I'm gonna okay. stay with it. Go with if, even if it's true he's fighting up. Let's go with the small guy. Let's see if yeah. technique wins out.
0: I like. More Let's Carlos see if
1: technique and technique and cardio wins out. <laughs> uh, let me see. Carlos
0: Olberg. That's uh. Who's he? That's Izzy's training partner. This is one of his main training partners, but he lost his last fight, so he's fighting. Uh, so he's on I'll the be card because all. the guy is on the card. <laughs> Pretty much, like they needed. They needed <laughs> one uh, of those. One they of those needed situations. one of those. He, you know, he's a little. He, he's he needs more experience. Let's just say that
1: three um, and one. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit more. A little bit more.
0: Now there's a guy named Blood Diamond
1: here. Who the fuck is that? That's his legal name, 3-0? I mean... 3-0, what... Blood Diamond.
0: <laughs> and he's from New Zealand. Who knows if he's even on on Izzy's team as well?
1: There's Maybe. not even a
0: fucking picture on, on MMA
1: Junkie, so... That, that's exactly what's going on, dude. That's exactly what's going on. Come I'm, on, Jeremiah. I, I would <laughs> Send him back to the caves where that Blood yeah, Diamond came I would from. Have, I mean, I
0: hope this is not racist, but I ha- would have to say he's probably African-American.
1: Blood Diamond? I don't know. I I don't know. Based man. off the I, movie I know I know a bunch of like weirdo uh weirdos Board of namers? different ethnicities that t- choose weird names.
0: <laughs> well Jeremiah Wells is no punk. He's 170 pounds at five nine.
1: So he's a tank. Oof. That's a rough one.
0: Yeah. We'll see.
1: Three and oh, three and O versus someone who's had, let's see, twelve fights. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. And I hope that's you guys aren't one. making parlays off these picks because, God, we're terrible at this. Yeah, we're just fans like you guys, all right? So stop.
0: Because <laughs> for sure that ties stop to the parlay. Stop
1: the hate mail. <laughs> yeah,
0: the tied to a derek Lewis fight. That's going to mess up a lot of people's parlays. Uh. <laughs> so let's move on to some current events. Did you see what's been going on with the whole Joe Rogan thing? Yes, yes. I want your thoughts on that.
1: Well, my my thoughts are a little complicated on it. Okay. Uh because there are certain there are a lot of problems regarding that I have with Joe Rogan mm-hmm. that predate the the use of the n-word and the racial jokes. Mm-hmm. Um so I just so I don't ramble on here. Sure. So there there are two things that I, that that I want to point out regarding the situation. Number one, you know, a lot of the online MMA community has come out and shown out for Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if you follow a number of martial arts influencers on Twitter or Instagram, you could see a lot of them showing support and that's their right. And I get it because even though martial arts is out there and everyone knows about martial arts, it's still kind of niche. Yeah. So if, a martial artist sees another martial artist going through certain kind of things. It, yeah. People kind of side with them, right? And for a lot of people who are fans of the UFC and fans of MMA, Joe Rogan's their guy because they know Joe Rogan as a sort of a. He's a, a stable. He's a
0: stable. Yeah, he's a
1: stable of it. A, a kind of a brand ambassador for it. For me personally, that doesn't excuse certain things. Okay. So if, like, if you go into a school and someone's a black belt, just because someone's a black belt doesn't give them moral superiority over me. Does that make sense? Yes. So it just kind of bugs me a little bit that just because he has a martial arts background and he's with the UFC, that that's automatically a reason why some people give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That bugs me a little bit. And the second thing I'll just say is that Maybe he's not a racist, you know, and I'm sure he has black friends that will test him um, and stand up for him. But in the history of his podcast, he sure platforms a lot of people that spout off pretty racist shit without a lot of pushback from him. Hmm. And I'm not saying it's because he signs on to those types of philosophies. But what Spotify gave him a hundred million dollars for his content. So he's definitely profiting from that stuff. Oh yeah. And so that's that's the only thing that I'll say for right now on that. Okay. And that's what that's what really bugs me about the Joe Rogan situation. Yeah. What was your feeling when you you heard all this uh, go down?
0: My feeling was, you know, I, I started listening to Joe kind of late so there was a point where i would i would listen to back episodes of 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 his show and you know it was it was great for me because i have he was my first kind of thing into podcasting like i didn't really i got into it pretty late so um you know i was a pretty avid listener to his stuff and a lot of the times that he did use the n-word i, I actually listened to those episodes and they were you know, they were in a different context and I'll give them that. Um, There was one remark that he made uh early on about the whole planet of the apes thing. That wasn't, that wasn't cool. And you can, you can also see Joey Diaz in, in that video kind of exclude himself out of the frame. As soon as he saw he said that.
1: Yeah. I saw that yeah, too. You I know. was just like, and, and Joey Diaz is not usually the kind of guy that, that shies away yeah. from controversial no. stuff.
0: And that, that's what, I think that's what kind of triggered it for me. I was just like, whoa, that was kind of tough. Other than that, I mean, yes, he he used all the the words, but I I feel like it's also a very calculated attack on on someone famous at that point. Um, Other than that, I mean, the only other thing that bugged me about the whole situation is, I mean, I think the people that are excluding their music and, you know, they have the right to do that, but you also saw that the the CEO of Spotify was just like, eh, you know, you, you can't cancel Joe because it, it, the only thing I don't like about the whole situation is just the cancel culture. I mean, I, yes, he he fucked up a bunch of times, and yes, he has he has pretty much a nation versus uh, his pretty much his crew, which is his listeners. Um, I think people should just be a little bit more, um. Just less, less fucking dickish, man. Like it's, he's making a living off of of what he loves to do, and I'm doing the same thing. So like, I can't, I can't be like, you know, because at the same time, I do what I want to do, and and I make money for it, and it's, like, I I can't, I can't fault him for that, and I'm I'm never gonna tell someone what to do about what they do for money. So also, that's all I say about it. I mean, yeah. everyone has all their inf- different opinions, but in the end the guys still bloody rich dude so right.
1: well can I mean, I, can i can i attach to yeah, yeah, what you just sure. said you know yeah. the making a living part of it mm-hmm. what is that that's that's the market right yeah yeah that's the market so if people want to remove themselves from a shared platform with somebody that also has that same platform what is that that's also the market yeah that's also the market that's that's part of the freedom of association isn't it yeah and so i think i'm going to push back on the on the the labeling of this called cancel culture just because mm-hmm. it it seems weird to me like that a lot of these free speech advocates they scream cancel culture and they are proponents of the free market yeah, but when the yeah. free market does something that um takes revenue away from something that they like all of a sudden that's cancel culture and that's not the free market mm. speaking up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, well, I feel well, so. like in in those kind of situations you can't really have it both ways. I yeah. don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm articulating this correctly. No, no. I but, think you are. Um, yeah. But so that maybe that's all I'll say about that. I feel like people that are saying, like, look, take me off of Spotify, that's the free market speaking up yeah. as well, you know? Totally. Spotify staying with Joe Rogan, that's also the free market, okay? And so when it comes down to it, yes, he's just making a living. Again, my pushback on that is like, look, he made a living platforming some pretty terrible ideas, Yeah. all right? But hey, that's the free market. It's a culture that allows him to do that. Okay, fine, but at the end of all this, Joe Rogan's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know, so all the fanboys out there that are waving <laughs> the Joe Rogan flag, calm down. He's gonna Joe be Rogan okay. Joe Rogan versus he, the world. He's gonna be okay. He's gonna be fine, yeah, guys. He's got like an hour. He's got like
0: a year and a half on his freaking contract.
1: Yeah, and if, if it's, it's done. And like, yeah, he's he's going to be fine. He's you know? probably going to retire at that point. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, every, so everyone needs to calm down, I think. Everyone with, calm with down. With that part. They need to calm down with that part, yeah. okay? But at the same time, if you have a platform that reaches that many people, there is a responsibility that goes with that. For sure. Okay, let's be honest let's, about that. Let's hope we, this platform reaches yeah, a lo- <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this platform reaches enough influence that we can get in trouble for something yeah. we've said in past episodes. So <laughs> um, but again, like again, he there's a responsibility with it. Okay. <clears throat> yes, you deserve to earn a living, but yes, if you're gonna be that influential, you people are allowed to call you out on things. Yeah. He right. should have just started his just own
0: a, fucking network, and so he could say whatever the fuck he wants.
1: Right? Well, I mean, who knows what happens when this Spotify deal is done? Who knows what's going to go on? right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't that where a lot of people want it? Yeah, that's what with, a, lot like, like, kind of things, yeah, a lot of people do. Like their own kind of things. Yeah, because they don't just want, do their own platforms. They don't want so. the
0: filters, so it's like we get to say whatever the fuck we want on this show, and it's great. Until someone calls, I know. Until someone says, <laughs> "What do you say about?" Sean my says, style, "Sean was talking about his." <laughs> Dick, man, it's like. Anyway, Another news: Amanda Nunez says knee injuries cost her title versus um, Juliana Pena. What do you say about that?
1: I think it's hey, it's it's legit. I think it's legit. Um, She didn't really look normal against Pena, you know. Oh, and uh, I'm pretty sure. And Peña's feeling herself, you know? So I'm looking forward to that rematch because I think there's going to be some fire (laughs) going into that cage. Um, And Nunez also pointed out that her leaving ATT, like, everything was good. I think she said in uh, in an interview that Mm. for a while now, she'd been looking for an opportunity to kind of branch off on her own and do her own gym. So that's something that she's... Yeah, she's been wanting to do that for a while. So she's... She's still friends with Mike Brown and all those oh, guys yeah. at ATT. She probably, she's going so, to use them too. Still. Yeah, she says she the door is still open for her to go in there and train, but she's been wanting to do her own thing for a while. So she was very clear that their their business split was very amicable and that they're all friends. And so, uh, so really she said her camp was a mess because of her knee injuries, not because of some, like, weird stuff that's been going on over at ATT. So that was kind of nice to hear from her. So
0: who is she training with now? Like, is she going to, cause I know that they're doing the ultimate fighter together. And so uh, a
1: a lot of, uh, a number of wrestling coaches that used to work with her at ATT, but had since left are the ones that she's going to be working with at her own place. mm. So she mentioned some names, um, that I forget at this moment. Anyone, anyone notable? No, no, no one notable that you, you would wrestling? go like, oh, Dan Gable, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she she mentioned a couple of grappling coaches, and uh, I'm not sure um, about the striking coaches, coaches or who the overall MMA person is going to be. Yeah, but it sounds like she's reconnecting with some folks from the past that she's also met and worked with over at ATT. That it, she's going to bring over to her own little camp.
0: Has that ever happened to you or any of the fighters
1: that you work with? My fighters never leave, Sean. They are devoted to the, <laughs> to the altar of but have, Carlo. Have you, but has there <laughs> ever been that, that situation
0: though? Like where, um, you know, they, they move on to other things and then they are like, man, I got to come back because, you know, I just need that. <clears throat> I need to be brought back to fucking, to you know, humble I, beginnings
1: or something. I'm not big time enough yet where I've had anybody leave and come back. Oh. Uh, Just because of, again, I'm not that big time. Uh, And also, you know, my team's like pretty small and we're very local. And usually the reason why someone leaves is because they got married and had a kid and life just decided to have different plans for them. (laughs) So um, I haven't had that experience yet. I mean, you've been around gyms like for a long time. So you've probably seen guys come they leave
0: yeah, I have, you've
1: seen situations where people come back has that been like an awkward thing i've seen people come back and it's it has
0: been an awkward and and usually when they do come back and unless they're professional fighters they always end up leaving anyway it's like mm. they just need that closure or they just don't think that the it's weird man it's really weird but i mean yeah i mean i i've I've done that in the past as well. Like I remember when I left one of my past gyms, I went back just to kind of like see how it was again. Just, just because I was shopping around for another gym, but yeah, it about it. yeah.
1: Did they welcome me back? Were they like, "Hey, show. I mean, there's or probably a shit talking yeah, yeah. There's a walk, little talk, bit of shit talking,
0: <laughs> and that's to be expected. How much shit talking? Eh. If if there's enough shit talking, where you hear it on the on the. On the gram or something like that, then, you know, that's different. But, I mean, shit talking is okay. I can, I can <laughs> have a little bit of shit talking. What do you think about this? Javier Mendez, coach at AKA, uh, still thinks that Cain Velasquez has what it takes for an MMA return.
1: God, when you look at Cain Velasquez and his career, like... Two words always come up, right? Like what? For, if? Fabricio Verdo. That's what. Comes, yeah, that's what comes oh, no, up. That, 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 that's also two words, Fabricio <laughs> <Yeah. Dume. laughs> That's what. Comes I mean. Up. Uh, I mean, is this a situation where Cain Velasquez just fell victim to his own talent and his ability? Is that something that is that does that make any sense? Because the it guy at his size was so athletic. So and had so much ability. So scary too, dude. Yeah, fuck, the guy was. But it's just like all these weird robot roadblocks that would just pop out of nowhere. Injuries here, a bad performance there. I mean, I would like to. I would like to think that there is a path for him back. I mean, look. Just 10 minutes ago, we were talking about Andre Orlovsky oh. having 50-something fights Dude, and, he's and he was still in the close. UFC. He was
0: getting close to getting ranked again, too, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Kane Velasquez come back. Oh. What the
0: fuck is that? What is
1: what commercial is? Hold on. I want to listen to this. What? I don't know. Is that me? That's not me, is it? It is me have yeah, like a you have like no, I had hey, a Sean, on. one of Sean's uh porno porn sites popped up. his uh uh you know, just like speaking <laughs> of that kinda of, you're wearing that, pants right now, Sean. That kind of happened. Sean, are one you wearing time. pants? That's not polite if you aren't. <laughs> Can I
0: just throw this story in there just because I know we don't have much time left, but there was one part there was one time when I had my iPad with me and um I was chatting with my sister, right? And I did a share screen. Mm. And I, don't I know if forgot, I like story. I had forgot to take it off my uh my <laughs> incognito tab. <laughs> and right when I pulled up my internet explorer, my internet explorer, what year is it? Um my uh, Google, <laughs> so, my Google Chrome <laughs> thing, I could not stop the video, dude. <laughs>
1: and she was like, "What are you doing?" And it was just one of these really hardcore. Anyway, Anyone from Google listening to this? Any engineers? <laughs> can you fix that bug for my for my boy Sean? Can you fix that, please? Anyway, Oh, my goodness. Kane
0: Velasquez. I mean, stuff kept popping up for him. You know what scared me the most is when he made that one comeback fight and he had gray hair. That shit scared what? me. He, he had gray hair. He had gray hair. I forget. Let me fucking find which fucking fight it was. But damn, he he had fought that fight and he had gray hair, and then. Remember, he even went to uh, WWE or WWE. Yes! One of the wrestling.
1: yeah No. Yes, you're right. One of the he wrestling. He was in WWE things. for a second. Yes, that's right. You're right. And I forgot he had about gray that. Gray
0: hair, dude. It, it scared the shit out of me.
1: Stressful. He didn't look right in WWE because he did not. He's built like a fighter, but he's not built like a wrestler. Man, like it's a, it's different. It's just way different. He looked out of place there. Um, yeah, but I mean, if that's something he's passionate about and like, I'm all for these guys being able to make a comeback if they're, if they can do it, if their body lets them, if their, if health allows, I I hope to see it because God at heavyweight, Cain Velasquez was special, scary. man. So he scary, was just
0: special. Dude. Um, he was the one that, that shut down the whole Brock Lesnar thing. And like, 'Cause he oh man, didn't he
1: And he ruined Junior DeSantos' career. He he ruined ruined him. He
0: literally ruined
1: it. He ruined him. Like I like Junior won their first fight, but then in their rematch, Junior was never the same after that fight. And then Junior was never the same after that fight.
0: And then Kane met a man named Francis (laughs) Nganu.
1: Oh my goodness. God damn. I I think that was when he
0: had gray hair. I think that he there was a shot of him um where he was kind of scruffy. didn't have a haircut at the time. And it, it looked really weird.
1: God, But if you remember, like, the the athleticism, the dude, technique. How tall is he? The cardio. The guy could move fast and yeah, had the dude. cardio for days, as long as we were fighting at elevation, apparently. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> sorry, again, that Mexico City fight, man. That dude, changed him, six. too. That
0: changed him, too. He was a Bay Area guy, too. Salinas, California.
1: Yeah, well, that's where he trained. I don't, was he originally from Salinas? Because I know I think he, he trained was, in San Jose. He trained in
0: San Jose. I think uh, he was, It says he was born in Salinas, and I remember watching his countdown. He was born to a, a grape farmer because because um, they were part of the whole like, you know the the, the labor revolution out there. But you know he wasn't Mexi- He wasn't Mexico born or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But dude, he was just. He didn't even looked six one. He looked like a comp. Like he looked like he was maybe like five eight, five ten. Yeah, so
1: short for heavyweight. Yeah. And yeah, he was
0: able to make himself scary in that he 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 would get into the to range and he would just remember that Noguera fight. Oh my
1: god. Oh, that hurts. That hurt, man. When he knocked out Noguera. Yeah. Oh, god. I was cheering for Nogueira at that point because I don't really care who. I was always for rooting for Noguera. I yeah, what a nice guy. You can't. Yeah. You can't who could root against Nogueira, man? But yeah, man, if he makes that, if he makes a comeback, if he, I mean, I'd be excited. I'd tune in. I'll tune in to see what happens because I think he's one of those big unclosed chapters in uh, MMA fighter history. Yeah. In terms of the what ifs, he had that potential to be in that conversation for all time great.
0: I agree. Um, Probably one of the best heavyweights I've ever seen. Fun, fun. Yeah. What do you got going on this weekend, Carlo? This weekend,
1: uh, I've got a, some clients uh, teaching. Got a seminar. Seminar teaching out like more like a workshop. Nice. I'm going to be out in Pinole over at uh, John Sama Martial Arts. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got he's got a number of kids that are going to be doing a jujitsu tournament in a couple of months. So he's got myself and another black belt out there occasionally, uh, so helping out helping with out. their training, supplement their training. So they teach uh, doing what I can. There. For their higher belts, there's like a grappling program.
0: Got it. Uh, it's yeah, not a it, his formal is, jiu-jitsu his program. Is his, own, his own type of martial arts where you yeah puts them all
1: together. Yeah, so he doesn't belt anybody necessarily. <clears throat> For those in his school that are really serious about diving deep into jujitsu, yeah. he's friends with a number of uh, jujitsu school owners, and he'll send his students uh, there. Nice. So, um, got a well-rounded program out there. So. I'll be doing that. I've got a couple of things I need to uh, give to the fight team. Uh, so hopefully I can touch base with some of them this weekend. How about you? You got the the kid going back to training?
0: Yeah, the kid went to training yesterday. Uh, he's going tonight with his mom because I'm going go to go jujitsu. Jitsu. He's doing all right. Um, and then this weekend, you know, I'm taking it really easy this weekend. We've been kind of everywhere for the past two weekends. So just going to watch fights, probably drink, uh, this like truly lemonade thing that i have in my fridge that i got for like five dollars so hopefully it's good. hey
1: you know what it's pretty good yeah <laughs> I've, I've had them at like they're pretty uh popular at like potlucks and barbecues yeah, yeah. i've
0: it's never really good, had you know? it's a black can they say it's stronger so i'm hoping it's really stronger
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's stronger well if you have nowadays. five of them it's not gonna hurt you so okay so i just okay. have the tall can am i good <laughs> Oh I think you'll be alright I think will, two, two of those you'll be fine
0: well <laughs> that's going to be it for today's episode of the MMA uh, Mighty Beast Podcast MMA show make sure to follow us on Instagram Sean underscore Pierre underscore what's yours Carla? Uh
1: Hopkey one on Instagram Hopki11 on Twitter don't forget
0: to visit Hopkido USA there the Sunset District of San Francisco. Travis to here in the Mission Fight Culture in Gale City, top of the hill. Make sure you guys watch the fights. Make sure, don't bet on our picks because we're terrible at this. But we're <laughs> signing off. Thank you guys. Peace.